0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Amuse, episode three, a podcast episode uh, a year and a half in the making. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, the story is um, I decided to start a podcast about a couple years back because I'd been doing another I'd I'd already been doing a podcast at that point uh, with a friend of mine. Uh, from my old job called Screens and Streams. If you're into TV and movies and Netflix and Amazon and all that stuff, check it out. But uh, I'd been doing that for quite a while and I decided I'm going to make, I'd like to do a podcast about music and I'm going to try to go do like a solo podcast about music. And um, so I did the first episode and sort of introduced myself and my uh experiences as a musician and stuff like that and then the second episode I brought my wife on and we played this great game called Song Versations she's also a musician and we sort of talked uh, about a little bit about her kind of uh path in music and um uh, and then we played this game that's developed by a musician named Eric Hutchinson um that's basically just meant to <clears throat> meant to uh spark conversations about music based on uh, what you see on some cards and that was a lot of fun and uh and then I sort of dropped it and I didn't do any other episodes and I I would just focus more on my other podcast with Tristan um and uh my other projects musical projects and you know just kind of time got away from me and uh it wasn't until recently that I sort of had the revelation of years and years ago uh, when i was studying print journalism i had a magazine course where um, we were asked to write a feature and the professor was pretty adamant that the feature be um, something maybe a bit more local something maybe a bit more attainable certainly not an artist biography but uh, i wanted to be a little adventurous I definitely didn't want to cover any sort of political topics. Um, it's never really been my bag. So I I said, no, I, I'd like to do an artist feature, and I kind of pitched the idea to her. And, um, you know, she said, uh, you know, to, she accepted, but she said, you know, get in there early and make sure that you can secure this interview because if you can't, you're going to need a, a, some sort of backup topic. And um, I was able to secure an interview with... Um, this incredible musician by the name of Raul Midone, who I was really into at the time. Um, And he's fantastic. And I did, uh, like, I talked to him for maybe an hour on the phone and asked him a bunch of questions. And I wrote this biographical feature, um, talked about his life kind of growing up. Uh, He's from New Mexico. I think he uh, had some uh, vision issues. He had issues with his sight when he was very young. And then he became completely blind I think by the age of five and yet he is this insanely talented guitarist um, and he just sort of talked about you know his upbringing and uh, moving to New York from New Mexico after you know studying jazz and stuff like that and kind of the influences of all the records that his dad used to put on with the jazz greats and it was such a this great interview um, I thought it was a great interview, at least, you know, for some kind of nothing college kid to um, to be able to speak to international recording artists like that. You know, Raul Meadon not crazy popular, but this is a guy who has toured the world. And, you know, before he was doing his solo thing was basically working as a session musician or even a live performance musician for every Latin um, Latin American Uh, pop musician pop star you can think of you know Shakira Ricky Martin Jennifer Lopez so it was the big deal and um, I kind of thought about that interview and I thought you know me being a big fan of that format um, obviously you know Mark Maron has very much popularized the uh, interview podcast and uh, I'm a big fan of his I'm a big fan of WTF his podcast and I thought it, it would be cool to just do that just let me have some interviews with some musicians, there's um, singer-songwriters, people that I'm into. And I said, you know, will start small, smart with people. There's a lot of artists that I'm into that, um, you know, th- that aren't necessarily hugely, insanely popular. They're not these gigantic pop stars, but um, they're people who uh, are doing things that I am very much uh, into in terms of in terms of musicianship, in terms of songwriting, just, you know, the, the things that they're doing are are up my alley. Um, and I, I feel like more people should know about them. And that's sort of the angle that I wanted to approach it at. And, and, and the best part about kind of pursuing artists who, you know, uh, are doing doing it at that level but don't have this massive following of like a Justin Timberlake or a Jason Mraz or, or, or someone to that effect that would also be obviously super cool to interview but the, the you know the fact that I, I'm pursuing someone maybe at a, a lower level of um I don't know if you want to call it fame or you know um being a public personality but um the beauty of that is that I have a little bit more access to them. It's a little bit easier to get in contact with them. Or so I thought, um, this is where things got a little hairy. I tweeted at, um, I want to say two different artists, the very first artist that I wanted to do an interview with. And by the way, this is, you know, I, I'm hoping to keep kind of pushing at this because I do really want this podcast to maybe take on that format. If I can get it there because the first two episodes are, have been completely disjointed. It's like the first one is my background of music. Second one is here's my wife's background of music. And I'm going to play a little game developed by this singer songwriter, Eric Hutchinson, who actually would be another great um, person to have on um, to an interview. Um, But um, I was pursuing uh, an artist by the name of Diane Birch. I'm a huge, huge fan of hers. Um, You know, I caught wind of of her a few years ago, probably more than a few years ago by now. She put out uh, this record called Bible Belt. um, Had a lot of kind of like soul and gospel influences. She has a super powerful voice. She plays the hell out of a piano. And there was one of those one-take music videos were sort of uh pretty popular at the time and she put out this great video for a song called valentino and and um uh, i came across it and i was like okay not only is this video super cool the the song is this is a jam like i was really into it and um so you know i tracked down the album i listened to the album um and was a fan right away and i've been following her music ever since and um i thought uh, yeah i know she's working on a new album and um there's this big fiasco with pledge music right now um where that, that that was sort of the i guess meant to be the delivery system for this new album it's it's like a kind of kickstarter of sorts uh, specifically for music and musical projects and um there was yeah all sorts of weird stuff going on with that um and i know that she had split from her label a while back and Um, She'd been posting a lot on Instagram about basically completely, you know, uh, composing, mixing, mastering, doing everything, just her on a laptop working away. And then she put out this um, great little like EP called New, um, as in the French word New, N-O-U-S. Yeah, and I know that she kind of poured her heart into that based on just what I was seeing from following her on social media and me being a musician myself and me working on something that uh you know i i really want to be able to do that put my heart and soul into it and be a part of the mixing process the mastering process try to do everything myself or as many things as myself or with a as small a group of people as possible um i thought that was incredible and i i just i wanted to talk to her a little bit about that a little about the new album and I did some research and found, you know, found out some cool stuff about her and some, you know, some artists that she'd worked with in the past. There was a lot of different facets of her uh, career that interested me. So I was like, yeah, th- this would be an awesome interview. And I figured I could do the same thing I did with the Raul thing and just get her on the phone and record it. And that'll be the podcast, you know, audio quality, um, over something like Facebook messenger or Skype being what it is today. Um, that, that could be a thing. I could do that. I don't, you know, so anyway, very long winded intro, because, uh, as you will see, I did not secure that interview. Uh, (laughs) but, um, I still sort of have hopes. Basically what happened is I tweeted, um, something to the effect of what I just told you, I have an idea, um, to kind of take my podcast in a direction where I would interview people, um, interview musicians that, uh, that I, you know, really enjoy, and I think other people ought to hear about, and, um, again, being that she, uh, is sort of the type of artist who, you know, she's got, like, a pretty big following, but also, um, you know, it, it, I guess doesn't have billions of people tweeting her at the same time. Like someone on the level of, like, a, you know, like a Katy Perry or a Taylor Swift. If we're gonna just, you know, stick with the whole top forty pop star thing. So um, she sees stuff and she responds to stuff, and and she caught one of that tweet and basically said, replied and said, "Hey, I'm I'm down. That sounds great. I love to." you know, I love to chat about music, chat about myself, something to that effect. And I was like, awesome, I'm in. Um, but uh, I, you know, figured I need to probably go about it in a professional way, because um, even though I've been l- using very little of my print journalism degree, one of the things that we were taught is sort of how to pursue someone like that. So yeah, the tweet was nice, and it was awesome that she responded to it. But um I figure, you know, this is sort of fuel to the fire when I do what I'm supposed to do, which is reach out to, you know, whoever's in charge of media um, for agent publicity, whatever. So I reached out to this media person and started a dialogue. And um, basically because the pledge music thing was going um, was going badly, uh, for lack of a better term, I was met with a response that hey this isn't a great time diane is still working on the album and we're trying to figure out what to do next with the pledge music thing you know maybe uh maybe we can shoot you know you can reach out to us a little later on uh a little later on this year and we can set something up and i was sort of bummed about that and um you know i i kind of pressed a little bit further and uh, tried to use the fact that she tweeted me back as leverage. I was like, it's just so you know. you know, Diane seemed interested in the idea, um, but I completely understand if you guys have a lot going on. Uh, what would be the best time for me to for for me to jump in? And it, it just kind of you know we we the, the dialogue you know it faded away. Um, not that I'm going to stop pursuing it, but I hit a wall. I hit a wall with the, with you know, a publicity person, which I guess is the norm, especially for a guy with a podcast with two episodes. I was very upfront about what I was trying to do, basically trying to build this thing and, and, um, turn it into something cool to listen to. And I guess, uh, obviously I should have expected that, but with the Raul Midone thing, what my professor was sort of warning me about way back when I was in print journalism and I did that story. Um, she was warning me about the fact that you know you need to have a backup plan because you're trying to secure media for an artist. You don't know how many things that they have going on. You don't know how many other interviews they have scheduled, press tours, you know, um, album recording, whatever it is they're working on. They're they're busy people, and I just happened to luck out. Um, the first media person that I spoke to for Rao Done, all those years back. Um, sort of nudged the door open a little bit for me and was like, actually, I, I, I'm transitioning to another role, but I'm going to pass you on to our new media person. And I was like, oh, no, I, I hope that, you know, I don't have to start this process all over again. I was thinking, oh, this might be bad. Like, you know, the, she, she seems sort of keen to, like, get me in there. I don't know. Maybe it, it was because I, I said I was a journalism student. Um, I don't know if that has more power than saying, hey, I'm a... 30-something-year-old with a podcast that's only two episodes, and I'm trying to build it, but um, uh, she transitioned um, over to her new role, and she looped in this new media person, and the new media person was even more helpful somehow, and got back to me and set up the interview, and I just, I really lucked out, so hitting a wall with this Diane Birch thing kind of sucked. Um, but I figure, you know what, uh, we'll park that one for now. I, I haven't given up hope. I'd still love to interview her. Um, and then I put out another tweet to a bunch of other artists, basically, um, you know, kind of indirectly saying, while I wait for this Diane Birch, uh, interview to potentially happen, hopefully happen. Um, is there anyone else who would like to help me legitimize my podcast that I reached out to? I think. Um, I might've put Eric Hutchinson on that list. Uh, Sandra Lerke is another one, this Norwegian singer songwriter who is fantastic. And, um, and Sandra actually reached back out to me, which interestingly enough for both. And this is again, why I love the fact that we have this access. I think it's one of the few great things about Twitter for Diane Birch and for Sandra Lerke. It wouldn't be the first time I interact, interacted with them on, um, on Twitter or on social media, um and both instances of me interacting with them before were me basically just tweeting out a youtube video of me doing a cover of one of their songs and getting that response you know getting that sweet validation of oh my god yeah they saw it and they liked it that's amazing but uh i was lucky enough that sandra saw the tweet responded back to me said "Uh, i'm intrigued give me your elevator pitch basically and so i you know, tweeted at him and I was like, Hey, this is basically what I want to do. I'm trying to legitimize this little podcast. I'd like to conduct an interview with you um, about, you know, your back catalog. I, I kind of threw out some facts that I already knew, you know, your back catalog, the fact that you um, composed a score for a couple movies, um, you know, just different things that I wanted to talk to him about that I thought were interesting. And, um, and uh, I didn't get a response after that. But, uh, I figure that's okay. You know, he's like, I, you know, it, it's like I said, it's a wonder that I'm getting answers from these people in the first place. So I'm like, I'm going to do the same thing and I'm going to do it, conduct myself in a professional way and reach out to his, um, to, to his, uh, you know, media team and see if I can get something going there. And, uh, same thing sort of happened, uh, except that I didn't really get to start a dialogue. I haven't heard back from them. That's another thing. I got to follow up with it. And, uh, the cycle continues, right? I try to, I try to figure out, um, how I'm going to go about interviewing some of these celebrities, some of these musicians that I want to talk to. And that's still the intent. I think, I'd like to go there, but in the meantime, because now that I'm realizing that it might take me a hell of a lot longer than I thought uh, it would, um, I do have to come up with something because I, I actually really enjoy um, doing the podcast with Tristan, um, and we we do it once a month, and you know we try to do it once a month, and our schedules get nuts. But this is something. Where, you know, I, I can be self-reliant and I can sort of do it whenever. And I've always had ideas floating around. I think I even mentioned in the first episode, I can do some album reviews or all these great albums coming out that I, you know, would like to, you know, talk about and stuff like that. And it, it kind of goes back to that core idea of, hey, here's some people, some artists, musicians that maybe you haven't heard about who I think are swell and you should check them out. Um, so that's something that again, could be explored in the future, but for now, basically this, this whole rambling, uh, of me so far talking about this podcast and, and where I want to take it was just meant to be a short intro to the actual thing that is the sort of in the meantime thing, or one of the in the meantime things while I'm, um, while I'm waiting to see if I can get some interviews going with some of these recording artists Uh, so (laughs) that was a pretty long winded intro Uh, but uh, I I don't think I can even call it an intro at this point it's just we'll say that half of this podcast was about where I would like to take this podcast and now this the second half will be the jackalope story so Um, this is just something that I thought of because I get going back to the whole print journalism thing or just the college thing in general. Um, this is sort of a funny story that I, for some reason, remembered, um, probably because I was digging back through those old, um, college documents and assignments and files. I actually wanted to include the audio of some of the Raul Me interview on here, but unfortunately I couldn't find it. But, uh, you know, that's, that's sort of part of the reason I would like to keep that going and, and maybe do, uh, do, do just the audio interview format, um, for this podcast. Something that I, I sort of remembered recently was this story, this, um, this jackalope story jackalope is the the name of a band uh it's like a canadian um sort of like indie pop rock industrial rock sort of band um from i want to say they were like maybe mid-2000s i went on twitter and uh told this story recently but for anyone who didn't catch it um because i do know that the most of the people listening to this podcast are probably just friends of mine or people who you know I, I maybe see on a day to day basis, which is kind of the point of, um, of of talking to these recording artists and and trying to set up these interviews. I mean it'll be awesome for me to get to speak to someone who I admire and draw inspiration from obviously, but it would also be a nice little side effect to actually grow this podcast into something cool. That'd be great. So, uh, you know, if, if you, if you're one of the people who don't follow me on Twitter, maybe you didn't hear this story. So I'm, I'm going to sort of regale you with this uh, tale, the Jackalope story. I was actually corrected on this story because I thought that it started way back when I was taking print journalism in college. Um, and I was taking an elective class, a poetry class. Uh, As it turns out, I took two of those classes that were centered around poetry and creative writing, and they both had the same professor, so that kind of confused me. So this actually goes way back a little bit farther into my first college experience when I took advertising. Anyone who knows me knows um, that was a mistake, because advertising is another thing that's really not... Uh, my bag. It's a two-year program. After a year, I gave up and moved into the print journalism program, where I somehow stumbled into another elective about poetry. But um, right at the beginning of my college experience, um, I took this advertising course, and the elective, the Elements of Poetry elective, is, for all intents and purposes, probably the only class I was enjoying uh, at that point. And again, this was probably somewhere, like, I want to say maybe late 2000s by this point, 2006, 2007. Um, And the very beginning of my college experience was when I was sort of really, really off to the races with songwriting. And I almost sort of, I mentioned my hip hop phase in my first episode of this podcast. I was sort of kind of midway through my transition from that hip hop phase into you know, no, I'm, I'm playing guitar now, and I'm learning and, you know, doing better and able to write songs on the guitar um, as a, you know, a whatever you want to call it, acoustic pop or folk musician or, or something to that extent. Um, but I was writing a lot. Uh, and this poetry, Elements of Poetry class, had some creative writing assignments, so I just had an excuse to workshop stuff that I was working on and writing and hand it in for credit. So win-win. Um, and one of the first assignments in the class was just prepare a short original piece um, and be prepared to read it aloud in front of the class. So I went home and I wrote and I tweaked and and labored over something and, and I brought it into class and I was nervous and I was excited. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. You know, I, I get to, I get to, you know, workshop a song in front of, you know, not only I have a, a chance to workshop a song and then hand it in for credit, it's like now I have the chance to you know, perform it, um, maybe not, obviously not in its final form, but, you know, kind of workshop it in front of people and, and get people's feedback and see how, how people feel about it. So, um, you know, I, I, it was great and I heard other people's works and I'm hearing all this original poetry and I'm like, this is an inspiration this will keep me going as a songwriter. I, I felt very inspired by this whole thing. And then it was, um, this one guy's turn. Uh, to start uh, reading his poem aloud Uh, and he started and he started is that you doing that to me with your stare and I was like all right I'm intrigued I'm intrigued by this this sounds this sounds interesting already and then uh, I feel the temperature start to rise and I really take it from there and then something sort of occurred to me after that second line maybe even a little bit in that first line I was like this this sounds a little bit familiar this sounds kind of familiar as uh, the, the more he read the more <laughs> there's a feeling of familiarity sort of welled up in me and i was like what's this i hope this is not what i think it is and then he continued i can feel it Oh, oh shit Jackalope This is just the song Feel It by Jackalope Um it's This guy Heard a song that he liked Figured this is an Old indie, you know Canadian pop rock group I don't know how many people Will remember this particular Song And I can probably get away With bringing the lyrics to that song in and passing it off as my own poetry. <laughs> he just, he just took a, a, a song from a band that maybe not many people had remembered and, and passed it off as his own. And I was, uh, you know, I gotta say, I was a little angry about it. I was a little crushed. I was like, you know, so, but I started thinking about, it. okay, so why, why would you do something like that? What would motivate you to do something like that? Maybe his intentions were good. Maybe he was just too embarrassed to share his own work you know, it's too vulnerable, too personal. Like I understand that. Hey, I I totally get that. Sometimes you know, I'm I'm pretty open with a lot of um, the stuff that I write, and I'm eager to share it with people most times. But there's a couple things over the years I've written that I'm like, maybe just keep this one for myself. So you know, like so I get it. Sometimes it can get too personal. It's a process. Um, but um, on the other end of the spectrum, it could be that he was just lazy, and he figured, hey. It's poetry. It's a bird course. You know, I'll, I'll just skate by uh, for a few months and, and pass off any of the creative writing projects as my own when I really just use lyrics from some other uh, sort of obscure song and, and I'll be fine. So the thing that I I think the thing that makes me makes this moment sort of memorable to me is the fact that I feel a little guilty because I didn't say anything. I I knew full well by the end of his uh, his, quote-unquote poem that it was not his poem, that it was the song Feel It by Jackalope. Um, And I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything to the professor. I didn't say anything to him. you know. And I could have. I could have maybe pulled the prof uh, aside after the class and just been like, hey, just so you know, that is an old song by a Canadian indie pop rock group. (laughs) And I, you know, it wasn't like, I'm not, I don't want to be like to the point where I'm just ratting him out, getting him in trouble. That wasn't my motivation. My motivation was someone should just know that that's not yours. <laughs> just like, you didn't write that. Um, because I imagine how I would feel about someone, you know, reading off lyrics to a song I wrote and saying, yeah, this is something, this is my poem that I wrote. Like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> um... So, you know, because I'd still feel sort of a little bit guilty about it, that's what makes me think about this moment every so often. And aside from that, I'm not entirely sure why I, I think about it so often, because, you know, yeah, again, pardon me, I'm still a little bit mad at myself that I, I didn't really say anything. Um, I don't know that it would have changed a whole lot, to be honest. But um, but it was plagiarism. That's At the end of the day, it was plagiarism. Um, And it's hard for me to dismiss that as unintentional. So don't plagiarize is the moral of the story. (laughs) Um, The lead singer of Jackalope, uh, she goes now by Katie Rocks. She struck out on her own a little while back. There was this um, great album called High Standards she put out, um, which was good. And, um, she is doing her thing right now with an all girl pop country group called nice horse. Um, and they're great. I know. And she's good and she's happy and she's doing what she wanted, wants to do. Um, and and this sort of, again, brings me back to part one of this little podcast where I'm just like, that's another musician who has taken an interesting journey that I would love to chat with them about. So, you know. Um, yet another person I suppose I could reach out to again, on the sort of lower end of the spectrum of public personality um, you know, maybe doesn't have the noise of a million people tweeting at her at a time, might be a little more accessible, but is again, a musician with something interesting to talk about who um, I think is great and who maybe a whole lot of people don't know about her and it would be great if, I, if they they would. It would be great if they would know about it. It would be great if, if I could sort of make that happen. So yeah, uh, that's it. That's the Jackalope story. Um, that was intended to be the entire premise of this podcast, but it ended up being a lot just twice as long as I thought that it would be. This is what happens when I start to talk, um, and it's sort of it, it's like that old Michael Scott from The Office thing where he's just like, sometimes I start a sentence. And I don't know where I'm going, how I'm going to finish it, or whether I'm going to get to a conclusion, or you know, it's just and, and anyway, before I um, but before I, you know, I'm sure everyone's asleep by now. By the way, but I just want to say, um, I do want to commit to doing this podcast maybe a little bit more frequently. I think I can strive for a little bit more frequently than every year and a half. You know, like Tristan and I we sort of kind of stick to the the monthly schedule with our podcast, you know. We fall a little bit behind sometimes, but it's it's uh it, it's pretty easy to stick to something like that. So please let me know if you are interested. Yeah, just let me know if you're interested in in hearing more, whether it's going to be interviews, you know, that's the hope is to get some actual artist interviews here, but if you're into hearing my thoughts on some of the music that's out there today, um, maybe some album reviews, some some stuff um, just sort of coming out, anything really to do with music. If you if you want to keep hearing it, you gotta let me know. But <laughs> the podcast is called Amuse. Uh, there might be an associated email as well. But uh, again, the people reaching out to me already know. <laughs> the people who are listening to this podcast, probably good chance you already know who I am. And have some sort of direct contact with me. But to you three who are still listening right now, I thank you so much. Um, Thank you for tuning in to Amuse uh, Episode 3. Hey, a year and a half. Let's try to make Episode 4 closer to like a month or a month and a half out. That would be nice. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, And I'll catch you later. Bye.